What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com. My aim is Art Stapleton. I am your host. And if you don't know by now, we are all in. It's the New York Giants season three of our podcast here. And you, the audience, has done a great job sticking with us right from the start. So we continue to grow and we hope only better things are ahead. We kind of view the podcast the way Joe Shane and Brian Dable view what they're trying to build here with the New York Giants. And that is a sustained winner, and ultimately, they hope it would be a champion. Long way to go to the regular season. Training camp kicked off this week. I am recording this Friday afternoon, late afternoon, before the nightcap practice session for the Giants on day three. They've had two training camp practices to this point. Figured fired up the podcast, heading into the weekend, give you some observations. We'll talk about some things. And first off, when you walk up to this field and if you didn't have a roster and you didn't know who the Giants were and you just saw a football team, there's one guy that would stand out more than anybody else, and that's number 12. Darren Waller is as advertised physically uh, and he is, it's only two game, uh, two practices, not even two games yet, but Darren Waller is dominating. He, he's a, a presence out here that's undeniable, and Daniel Jones is looking to him and looking to him often. Uh, you know, between Waller and Paris Campbell, those two guys have really received the bulk of the targets over the first two days in training camp. And Waller's just been an impossible cover. Uh, Xavier McKinney said he was unguardable, uh, and he really has looked the part. Now, I asked Waller on a Zoom. We had the players on a Zoom on Friday uh, because they don't want to keep them after practice on Friday night after such a long day. So they figure they do the interviews early in the day, and they do it on Zoom so they don't bring the media in around noon and have us sit here all afternoon, all the way until the nighttime practice. So that's why we got Zooms today and we didn't have in-person interviews. But Darren Waller, Evan Neal, and Tay Banks – Deontay Banks, I think, is going to be no more. I think it's going to be Tay Banks. So get prepared for that. That's what he likes to be called. So I think he's going to be Tay Banks moving forward. Uh, this isn't a Jackrabbit situation where he needs to be, where Janoris needs to be called Jackrabbit. But I think that's his nickname and that's what he wants to be. And take it from an Arthur who wants to be Art uh, or Artie. That's, uh, that's just something that if you're most comfortable with it, you roll with it and you go with it. So we had Tay Banks, Evan Neal, and Darren Waller on Zoom calls. You know, and I asked Darren Waller about uh, his ability to catch balls in traffic uh, the first two days, and he's taken a lot of contact. You know, I was standing next to Jonathan Casillas on day one, uh, former Giant, obviously a captain here, uh, won a Super Bowl uh, with the Saints. And, you know, he talked about the idea that 
you know, it's great to have a tight end like Darren Waller, but there are certain drills here in training camp where linebackers are going to stick them no matter who it is. And they ran a kind of a shallow cross at the goal line. Waller uh, got hit, bobbled it, held onto it, hit the ground. And Casillas turned around to me and said, yeah, that's not going to happen much in training camp, or at least it shouldn't. There's no way Brian Dable and Joe Shane want Darren Waller taking a beating this summer. And then when you toss in the fact that he's got the soft tissue situations the last two years that have plagued him. Uh, so at that point, I would imagine that Darren Waller is going to get a few vet days uh, sooner rather than later here because he's just been everything that the Giants could have hoped for and more. Uh, and when he was on the Zoom, I asked him about getting hit, and he said, kind of wakes you up a little bit, you know, gets you to a point where you feel like, okay, the football season has started. And he's taken a couple hits. He's made catches over the middle. Uh, he's had DBs on his back, and he's made – he has just made plays all camp long. Now, small sample size, obviously. Uh, but if you're the Giants, you have to be very excited – uh, and obviously want to, uh, you don't want to stick him in bubble wrap just yet, but you have to watch Darren Waller and make sure you keep him healthy. That is point number one. Point number two, I'd say some of the competitions, let's talk about those. Uh, I think you're going to see the Giants swap guys in and out of those spots. And the spots we're talking about is left guard, center, slot corner, inside linebacker, and safety. And the safety spot is next to Xavier McKinney. The inside linebacker spot is next to Bobby Okereke. Uh, but other than that, so let's break them down one by one. Let's go center first. Ben Bredesen uh, started with the ones on the first day. Second day, they swapped John Michael Schmitz in with the ones. Brian Dable said, this is essentially what is going to happen at several positions over the course of at least the first couple weeks of training camp. They want to give both guys opportunities. They don't want to wear them out, especially when you consider a Bredesen. Let's move over to left guard. You're going to have Joshua Azudu, who started at left guard with the ones on the first day. And then Bredesen worked in with Azudu with the ones at left guard when Schmitz went to center on the second day. What do I think will happen? Well, I think if John Michael Schmidt stays healthy uh, and obviously avoids any kind of, you know, he starts, you know, wild snapping wildly or misses assignments, I think John Michael Schmidt will end up being the starting center. I would not discount Ben Bredesen starting at center. Uh, if Azudu makes enough of a push at left guard, I think they're going to start their top five. Now, we've heard that from the Giants for years, but at this point, I do believe that they believe they have a group here of about six or seven guys that could ultimately become uh, their starting lineup. And uh, I do think Bredesen and Azudu battling at left guard will be interesting. Uh, you know, I've getting, been getting a lot of questions about Mark Lewinsky, uh, you know, I know what the numbers said last year. I know he had some rough games, but I do believe that the Giants think that, you know, he's he's solid. 
you know, he's a guy who you can rely on. You know what you're going to get every game in, game out. Do you want an upgrade? Of course. You want to upgrade at right guard. Now, maybe one of your younger guys comes along to the point where if Azuda wins the left guard job and Schmitz wins the center job, then you have Bredesen and Glowinski compete at right guard if Glowinski doesn't play well. You know, I just think they're going to give Glowinski the opportunity at right guard. I don't think that it locked into him there, but I do think that being a veteran, he's had good seasons prior. Last year was a little shaky up and down, but I do believe that they're going to give him a shot uh, to hold down that right guard spot. Uh So that's the left guard and the center situation. Let's flip to the other side of the ball. At safety, Jason Pinnock uh, got the reps with the ones on the first day. Dane Belton got the reps with the ones on the second day. Bobby McCain uh, was with the twos exclusively. Now, that doesn't mean that Bobby McCain's not going to get his opportunity with the ones. We may even see him out there tonight uh, when we head out for the night practice. Uh, But I do think that... When you look at the safety position, I think they're going to try to mix and match. I mean, I think we've seen from Wink Martindale that they want guys who can play in different sub packages. Uh, I can tell you this back in March when Julian Love signed with Seattle, when I started asking around within Giants sources to the idea that, okay, now that Love is gone, what are they going to do at safety? And I was told, They love JP, and that's Jason Pinnock. And he played very well last year when Xavier McKinney was out. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the exclusive starter, at least not right away. I do think that Dane Belton will push him. I think Dane Belton will have a role on this defense. I think he'll have a spot in sub packages. But I think in base defense, I think you may end up seeing Jason Pinnock as the guy next to Xavier McKinney at safety. Uh, Inside linebacker. Darian Beavers started day one. Darian Beavers was out there with the starters on day two. Micah McFadden was out there as well. Uh, Got some reps with the ones. But I think if the Giants are in base defense, it's going to be Okereke and Beavers at inside linebacker. Obviously, the injury to Jared Davis was unfortunate. I think he would probably chip in on some of those base sets. But I do think, uh, you know, and look, Beavers has to stay healthy. We know he had the unfortunate ACL last year. It was friendly fire. Uh, he re- kind of got twisted up with another Giants teammate as they were trying to make a tackle, and he ended up tearing his ACL. He says he's healthy. Obviously, the timing works out for him. That was the second preseason game last year. So he's going to have more than a year to, to have recovered from the ACL when the season begins. So I would think that Darian Beavers at inside linebacker is a big, uh, a big spot that he, he's going to kind of hold down. Uh, at slot, the slot corner, I think you're going to have uh, Cordell Flott and Darnay Holmes battling in there. I think you may see Nick McLeod work in there a little bit. Uh, McLeod is kind of the X factor. I think he's one of those guys who's not going to have a position to be in a quote-unquote starting lineup. But I think McLeod will be the guy who racks up a lot of snaps week to week 
Uh, and then obviously he's he's a special team stalwart as well. Uh, so McLeod is a guy that I really like. If you listen to this show religiously, you know I mentioned McLeod a lot. Uh, here's the thing at slot corner. I think Darnay Holmes, to an extent, is dealing with the same thing that Darius Slayton did last year. He's not only has to beat out Flott and others, he's got to beat out the idea that he's not worth the $2 million salary cap hit that he will take. Uh, and if he's a starter, you're willing to pay the $2 million cap hit. If he's not a starter and he's not contributing, then once Labor Day rolls around and those final cuts are coming around right before that, uh, I think that's where you've got to look at this roster and the gymnastics that are involved. And do they go to Darnay and ask him for a pay cut? You know, that money that he got is the performance bonuses that you automatically get based on playing time. It's not about somebody looking at a player and saying he's playing great, he graded out well, uh, the league is going to give him money. It's built into the CBA. That's how Darius Slayton got his contract as a fifth-round pick. That's why his salary cap bumped last year uh, and put him in danger. He ended up taking a pay cut, staying inactive early for Slayton, and then all of a sudden we see what Slayton did, and that's probably the one move that showed Joe, Joe Shane's willingness to truly give everyone a clean slate. The fact that they were ready to cut and would have done anything to trade off Slayton for an asset, they end up giving him a deal uh, to remain with the Giants, and now obviously he's still a big player on this offense, uh, if not statistically early on, uh, presence-wise, uh, Darius Slayton is one of their top wide receiver options uh, for Daniel Jones in this offense. So how do I think it plays out? I think they're going to give Flot every opportunity to win the slot job. Uh, I think they want him in the nickel. I think they'll they'll play him outside if Tay Banks does not win that job. Uh, I think they want Banks to win that job. I think he will win that job. But ultimately... Uh, I do not see this right now leaning either way. And I, I'd look at the salary cap and say, it's not that the Giants are squeezed for money, but now you talk about assets. Would you rather pay the guy on a rookie contract who's in your slot? Or would you rather pay Darnay Holmes in that situation uh, making $2 million on your salary cap? So um, I think that's really the the big thing when it comes to the position battles. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is that obviously, knock on wood, the Giants for themselves, uh, for their for their fans, for you guys, that they've avoided injuries to this point. It's only two days, small sample size, but we've seen guys on the field. They've been able to handle themselves uh, pretty well. That will be a focal point over the next four weeks. There's no doubt about it. I know you hold your breath every time the Giants take the field uh, and have a situation where uh, you just don't want to read a tweet or see someone go off in the in the cart. Uh, but I will mention that on Tuesday night, uh, Rakeem Nunez Roches Nacho, as they like to call him, defensive tackle, free agent acquisition, was involved in a car accident, leaving the Giants facility uh, after meetings on report day. Uh, thankfully, he's okay. He ended up in the concussion protocol. He was shaken up. But the word I get is that it was not a serious injury. It could have been a lot worse considering what had happened. Uh, he was not at fault from what I was told. Uh, and... So he's on the sideline right now. They're looking for depth on the inside. We'll see how that happens. Uh, but 
Keep your eye out for Nacho. See how quickly he comes back. One thing to watch going into the weekend, Giants are off on Saturday. They come back on Sunday for a morning practice. Then they're back Monday. And then Tuesday, the pads come on. So if you're a fan that wants to see the pads and want to see some hitting, Tuesday is the practice you want to be here for. All right, that'll wrap up the show. Before I go, I want to tease a little bit of what's going on with our newsletter and what to expect from All In on New York Giants, our newsletter. And what I'll say, Giants fans, it's Art Stapleton here. Columnist for the record, NorthJersey.com. I write from the heart, call them like I see them, and work on behalf of you, the fan, all from 1925 Giants Drive in the shadow of MetLife Stadium. Did you know that you can get my take on everything Big Blue, all along with all of the Giants record coverage, sent to your inbox each day? Go to NorthJersey.com and sign up for the All In on New York Giants newsletter. A daily newsletter devoted to your New York Giants. It's the best way to stay on top of all the news from Big Blue, and there's a ton of it. So keep following my social media accounts, Twitter, X, Instagram. It's art at underscore Stapleton. We will have a promo next week, and we will let you know when the newsletter goes live. It'll hit Friday morning every single week throughout the season. You'll be able to go to one spot and get all of my coverage if you look at it as a weekly thing and not a daily thing. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to that. And while you're at it, if you could pick up a digital subscription to NorthJersey.com for my Giants coverage, we will have huge road trips this year. We will bring the podcast on the road. We will have the podcast. We are working on some fan events that we can do, similar to the draft party that we did uh, back in April. I will be in Detroit for the joint practices. We will try to do a podcast every single day to get you up to date on what's going on with the Giants. We got everything. Like I said, we're all in. So training camp has kicked off. Still in the first quarter. But get ready for a lot of action. It could be a pretty good season for the New York Giants. Thanks for listening this week, and we'll talk to you soon.